Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Man, we're glad you guys are here. We're jumping into a new series called Clean Out the Closet. And let me say thank you, Pastor Dan, for the words and Pastor Justin. We greatly appreciate it. It's an honor to be a pastor of a church that loves Jesus so much and loves people so much. And so um, I really, really appreciate you guys. And, and um, man, let's, it, we've been here a year now, and uh, I don't think we're slowing down. So uh, how many guys are ready to take our city in Jesus' name, right? So thank you guys, all you online. Let's, let's do it. Let's jump in. Today I want to talk to you about this idea that I'm going somewhere. Say, look at your neighbor and say, I'm going somewhere. We don't know where yet, but I'm going, all right? See, I'm guilty, I, I can be guilty of like thought trails. And what I mean by thought trails is this. How many guys have ever uh, went to go like wash the dishes? And you get to the dishes and you're like, oh man, I need, I need some soap. And so you look under the sink and that's where you find, right? That, that's where you find the scrubber for the bathtub you've been meaning to clean for the last six and a half years. And today's the day, right? Like, obviously. So it's like, oh, man, let me go. I've been thinking about it. Let me go, let me go clean that. And, and then no sooner you get in there, that towel that has been needing to get washed for like three months, you're like, ooh, I need to, let me wash that. And so you put the scrubber brush down, and what do you do? Take the towel to go get washed, right? But it, no sooner than you get to the washing machine, you realize that that smell you've been smelling is those clothes from three days ago that you washed, but you didn't move over to the dryer because your new episode kicked on on Netflix and you had to make it back in time. So what do you do? You put the towel on the ground, which reminds you, you hadn't Swiffered this week. <laughs> so you got to go get the Swiffer out, you know what I'm saying? Because we got to... We got friends coming over later, but then the the container's empty because your spouse used all of it but didn't put the new container in, right? And so where's that at? Under the sink, which brings you back to the dishes, and you're like, oh man, let me do these dishes, which makes you realize that not only did you not have a scrubber, or you didn't have soap, but now you need a new sponge, so where do you look? Under the sink, which is where you find, I'm just kidding, how many of y'all are guilty of thought trails? You start on one thing, and before you know it, I don't even know how I got here, right? And let me tell you where one of the places that this hurts me the most. Like, I feel like this shows up more when I'm packing for a trip than any other time. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, all I needed was, like, some underwear, two pairs of jeans, and a shirt. And before you know it, you're eight hoodies in to, like, I don't think I need this anymore. <laughs> right? And so... You end up in this space where you're like, you're going through, then you go to your sock drawer, right? And you're just trying to find something to match. Now, some of y'all have just embraced the non-match. I'm a match guy. And I'm fairly convinced that two people that get, you got a matcher, a sock matcher and a sock non-matcher that get married, and then they just stay frustrated with each other their whole marriage. You got one person takes them out the, out the dryer. What do they do? Let me find the one that goes with this, right? And we all know that you only find three because there's a cost for doing laundry at your own house and it's two socks and a shirt every time you run it you know what I'm talking about like it's just gone it's never coming back I don't know what to tell you and so you start matching up socks and and, and, and man before you know it eight hours into packing for a trip that you're only going to be gone for three hours you've rearranged your whole closet but you ain't packed yet 
And so here's where I feel like people are in our lives. You ready? I feel like sometimes God shows up and gives us clarity and hope and even maybe a destination. Like, I've got it picked out for you. This is where you're going. And we'll come in, like, we'll have us a God moment where we're like, man, all right, like, I feel ready. I feel like God is, like, doing this. Like, I'm excited about the future. And then we get excited about the future, and then we go to our sock drawer of life, where we've hid a lot of our stuff we hadn't dealt with lately. And no sooner than God gives us a promise, clarity, and a destination, we start getting consumed by the things we've been holding on to. The things that have just been a little messy. Which is why I think Proverbs 29, 18 says, it, says this. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And, and it's not a literal death. It's a death to your dreams. It's a death to your destination. It's a death to your purpose. Where you don't have vision for your life, all the things that you're hoping for don't go well for you. We got to be able to see clearly. As a matter of fact, in the message paraphrase, it says it like this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. How many of you have ever, you don't have to raise your hand, but you felt like life was a series of stumbling all over yourself. Like work ain't quite right, home ain't quite right, family ain't quite right, my relationship with God ain't quite right, and we just kind of making our way through this. And so he says, but when they attend to what he reveals... Because vision for your life can only come from the one that's in charge of your life. So you can make things happen or you can surrender to the one that makes things happen. When we attend to what he reveals, they're most blessed. And so the whole goal of this series is to help you identify how God wants a life for you different than what you're living probably. Now for some of you, maybe you're rocking this already. You can just amen us all the way. But some of us got some stuff. We're trying to still figure out where we're going. Raise your hand if you're in that crowd. I'm, I'm figuring it out, but I'm going. I'm turning your neighbor and say, I'm ready to go. Not literally, not right now, like, but in a minute. Like, we're, yeah, we're going. Okay. So here's where I feel like some of us get, right? I feel like some of us are in this place where we, we, we're passionate about what lies ahead. We're passionate about where life is taking us, right? And so then as we get, like we said, that direction and that clarity, we start trying to go through our life and figure out all the parts that just don't seem right. Right. And so here we are, we're going through and we're like, man, that don't go in here. I haven't seen that in years. Right. We're like, boy, if I could just find a match for this. And all the meanwhile, here's what we're doing. We're just I don't know. I'm trying to find. I'm fine. Is that? Nope, that ain't it. Like here, we're just rifling through our stuff. And before we know it, we don't realize that we've gotten more consumed with what's in front of us or what's below us, what's right here. And we've lost all desire to pursue what's out there. We're living our life too fixated on all the things that don't match, don't feel right, can't figure out. And God's saying, what if I never called you to get it all figured out? What if it was never your responsibility to find all the matches? What if it was never up to you? To, to get everything set before you said yes? What if packing for your promise has nothing to do with figuring it out in your present. What if everything God has for us is in front of us? And my fear is too many of us are so busy trying to go through our life, cleaning out the sock drawer, we've completely forgot about the fact that God has something really big in front of us. There's something, hear me, I want some of you guys to hear me. 
There's something bigger than what you have right now for your marriage. There's something bigger than you have right now for your family. There's something bigger than you have right now for your relationship with the Lord. There's something bigger than you have right now for your personal life, for your business. There's something bigger than you have right now. And I'm here to tell you that as long as you are worried about cleaning out the sock drawer, you are not looking forward to what's ahead. But it's time we start looking for what God has for us. I think this is why many of us fall into the trap of trying to get our life together and arranged and perfect Right? And like the, like the vacation, we're all like, how many guys have ever been on a vacation before? And by the time you hit the road, you were so done with the vacation, you're like, you know what? Just, just go home. Like, we don't even have to do this. Like, you're frustrated, you're annoyed, you're ready to leave your spouse at a gas station. At least the kids. Some of y'all are like, you can't say that. I'm like, well, I'm saying what y'all think. Like, no, like, like <laughs> Right. By the time you get on the road, you're so done with this, you don't even know if you want to go. We can all relate to that. But I believe many of us in life are so tired and so frustrated by trying to get everything perfect that by the time we hit the road, we don't want anything to do with it. And I believe God wants something bigger than that, which is why Jesus says this in Matthew 11. He says this, come to me. All of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, say burdens. And the burdens there means specifically the heaviness of trying to get your life together and do everything perfectly and, and be good enough. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you, meaning carry yourself the way I want you to. Take my yoga. Don't, don't, don't carry yourself in this life the way you want to. Carry yourself in the life the way I want you to. Right? He says, let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. So Jesus is saying, you think I'm here to weigh you down with rules and guidelines. But what I'm actually here to do is help. I want you to breathe easier because I'm here. I want you to find rest because I'm here and that's what he says. You will find rest for your souls. Say souls. Because how many of you guys know your mind can be rested and your body can be rested and you can still feel restless? That's why some of you come back from vacation and you think you need another one. You don't need another one. What you need is real rest because the fake rest ain't getting it. That's why he says you'll find, if you come to me, you'll find rest for your souls. Matter of fact, he goes out of his way to tell us that Rest in him is actually what we really need is peace, not rest. And since he's the prince of peace, he can give us the peace that we really need when we think we need rest. And so he says, you'll find rest for your souls. He says, for my yoke, what I want you to carry is easy and my burden, it's light. It's not heavy like what you've been trying to carry this whole time. It's something that's easier for you. And so God wants us to go somewhere, but he wants us to go somewhere the right way. And that's what I want to talk to you. I want to give these to you today, getting packed and ready for where you're going. You see, the decision you're going to have to make, are you ready? The decision you're going to have to make in your life. I'm letting go of where I am and where I've been, and I'm making preparations. I'm preparing, right, for where God is taking me. I'm letting go of where I am and where I've been, and I'm preparing for where God is taking me. And so that's the decision you're going to have to make. You see, You'll never see where you're going as long as you're looking down. 
Let me help you again. You'll never see where you're going as long as you're looking down. I want everyone to do this exercise. You ready? Everybody look at your feet right now. Not your neighbor's feet because they might be self-conscious. All right? So just everyone look at your feet right now. You ready? Even at home. Don't be looking at the computer screen or the TV right now. How many numbers am I holding up? You don't know. All right, look up here. You don't know because you can't see what's ahead when you're looking at what's below. And the things that God has already called you to be over, you keep letting yourself get under. And we're all guilty of that, right? We keep letting past relationships, past hurts, past struggles, past pain. It keeps coming back up. And what does it do? It keeps taking us back to the sock drawer. And God's saying, I want something different for you. And Isaiah 43, 16 through 19, the prophet says this as he's talking. He says, this is what the Lord says. And then he references all the things that God has done for them, right? So, like, I feel like it's like, just so you remember, not where you were, but where God brought you from. He's the one that made, made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. He drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together. They lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. So, like, I feel like Isaiah was being petty in this moment. So he was like, you remember what the Lord says? And just so we're we're all on the same page, this is who the Lord is. He's the one that got you through this, 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 and this. And friends, can I help you out with something? God is talking to some of us today, and he's also wanting you to say, all right, for the last time, I want you to remember where he brought you from. I don't want you to look back in shame. I want you to look back in victory. This is where he brought you from. Now let's talk about where he wants to take you. And that's where he goes. He says, now that you remember all that, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I am doing a, say these two words with me, new thing. Now it springs up. Are you not aware of it? I'm making a way. I'm making a pathway where I'm showing you that I'm leading you. And it's going to be in the wilderness, which I think is key. He didn't say I'm giving you a pathway through the flowers of glory. He said I'm giving you a pathway through the times that don't feel quite right. He said I'm giving you streams, which is places to be refreshed in the wilderness, the places that seem dead. So hear me, what God is saying is, I'm going to give you everything that you need. And even in the places that seem dead, I'm going to give you moments of refreshing in those places. So God shows up and he's doing, Proverbs 4, 25 through 26 says this, let your eyes look straight ahead. It says, fix your gaze directly before you, right? Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. Be steadfast in all your ways. So he's like, he's, he's given us this. So what do we do? Well, I want to give you some steps today. Today's going to be super practical, okay? Because what I, I believe what we're going to set up for this series and, the, and what we're going to unpack in the weeks to come is how God wants us to identify the areas of our life he wants us to start changing. Can we do that in this series? All right? Because my wife, my wife, when we travel together, I, I figured it out. All right, married people do this too. The married socks thing. We also do, the, where are the planners at? You plan, you plan everything. Every detail, you got it all figured out. Where are the, I could care less what your plans are, people at? Where y'all at? Boom, there we go. That's me. That's me, yep. My wife, agenda, agenda, agenda. Every time we travel somewhere, she's like, all right, we're going to spend three hours, 27 minutes, and 42 seconds here. We're going to need 13 minutes and 12 seconds to walk to here, in which we will then begin a clock for two hours and 14 minutes and seven seconds there. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to need a vacation from this vacation. 
right? Amen in Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, I, she, agenda, agenda, agenda. But here's what I figured out, right? If I'm planning the vacation, guess what's getting done? Nothing. Now, for me, that's perfect because I didn't want to do anything anyways. <laughs> but my wife wants to experience the world in all its glory, especially if there's animals. Like, so she just, she I'm, I would, can I have a back porch, a cup of coffee, and like a notebook? That's all I need. And maybe some mountains to look at. But you know what? Even if I didn't have those, I'd stare at a brick wall as long as no one was talking to me on vacation. You know what I'm talking about? But here's, here's, here's what I've noticed. If, if I'm in charge, nothing's getting done. If she's in charge, we're going to get everything done. And I believe for us, we have to start preparing, not just mentally, but really making preparations for where God wants to take us. And so today I want to give you some help. Because I think sometimes in life we're looking for God to show up with miraculous provisions. But we're not prepared for miracles. Well, God, I'm, I'm looking for you to show up with miraculous, just show up, sovereign right hand, God. God's like, you hadn't made one plan for what I'm trying to do in your life. Now, maybe you have, and that don't hit home for you, but some of us know we, we could probably be better at that. So that's what I want to give you today. All right, so we're talking about preparing for where we're going. I want to give these to you relatively quickly. Number one, the first thing you're going to have to do if you're going to prepare for where you're going. You ready? This is super spiritual. It's very hard. It's very difficult. Pray about it. Pray about it. How many of us have made significant life decisions without prayer? Now raise your other hand if you regretted it. Right? Like, significant life decisions. Pray about it. Habakkuk 2.1 says this. This is in the message paraphrase. He says, what's God going to say to my questions? I'm braced for the worst. It says, I'll climb to the lookout tower and scan the horizon. I'll, I'll wait to see what God says. Essentially what it's saying there is, I'm going to do all my part, but at the end of the day, I'm waiting for the right voice to tell me the right thing at the right time before I do anything. And a lot of us could take some notes from that. I remember we were talking to Pastor Jonathan and Caleb before they moved down here, and it was one of those things, it was like, the initial conversation, there was a lot. I think he, I, Justin, all of us was like, yeah, we're going to pray about that. Because if you're going to move from Brooklyn to Pensacola, you better know God talked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the first thing you got to do is pray about it. Second thing you got to do, you ready? <laughs> Write down the plan. Far too many of us are living life on a whim. We're, we have a desire for greatness, but we've created no great plans. Hear me, if you don't write it down, it doesn't exist. How many of you have ever been grocery shopping without a list before? All right then. If you can't remember cheese, you can't remember purpose. I'm just. And here's the thing. You're using the cheese tonight. Purpose might be 10 years away. If you can't remember cheese. All right. Put that on a shirt. All right. Write down the plan. Because how many guys know life has a way of helping you forget? It was important yesterday until you got to the sock drawer. Right? Those dishes were important until you saw the scrubby pad. And that was important until you saw the bath towel. Which was important until you saw that the floor needed to be. Like, you know what I'm talking about? 
And if it's that easy to get off track with little things in life, how easy is it to get off track with big things in life? And God's saying, no, no, I want you to write it down. So in Habakkuk 2, it keeps on going. Verses 2 through 3, and then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Right? Write it out in big block letters. So that means when you get home, I want you to spray paint on the side. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. Write it on big block letters so that it can be read on the run. And I think this is important because it needs to be read on the run because rarely in life do you have time to sit and dwell on what God has done in your life or what he's telling you to do. How many guys know a lot of times you're trying to figure out what God is saying on the move? So he's saying, I want you to write it big. I want you to know it. I want you to let it get into your hearts so that next time you get distracted, next time you're moving, next time things are just going too fast to keep up with, you can remember what God said, even though things are going crazy. The vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming and it can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. Some of y'all need to hear that. If it seems slow in coming, if it doesn't seem like God's doing it in your time, wait. It's on its way. It will come, check this out, right on time. That's when we look at God and go, wait, whose time? Because right on time for me was like last week. Anybody, anybody like fire ready aim people in here? Like, I don't need to prepare myself, you know what I mean? Like, if I, if I feel like God's doing something, I'm like, did I get it? Did I get it? Did I get it? I don't even, like, and for some of us, man, we're just ready to go. I'm that person. I'm ready to go. And for some of us, we have to realize that God's coming, and it's going to happen in his time. I want things done. Yes, the insurance with the gym and the buildings next to it. Listen, if I would rather it have been done, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I asked Justin three times a week, like, brother, what are they doing over there? He's like, man, we just waiting on. I'm like, wow, do well. Because <laughs> what you gonna do? It's an insurance company. What are you gonna do, right? So, <clears throat> it's coming. Number three, make necessary preparations. Make necessary preparations. And what do I mean by that? Let me help you out with a few that would be helpful for you. Okay, these aren't these aren't on the screen, but I feel like you could have them for free. Number one, you need to find your tribe. You need to find the people that are supporting you where you're going and willing to go where you're going. Because everybody don't want you to be great. Some people want you to be as miserable as they are. So if they can't get on board, you got to leave them at the dock, friends. I'll love you. I just need to love you over there. Right? Because hear me, everybody can't see your vision. Everybody doesn't want God to do great things for you because they're not willing to be obedient enough for God to do great things for them. But it doesn't mean that God doesn't want great things. It just means you got to be willing to say yes. And so find your tribe. The second thing, get packed and ready. Because God doesn't wait on us to get ready when he's ready to say now. How many of you have ever, you've been like, all right, God, I'm just, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm waiting for you. And then God says, now. And you're like, oh, let me get a few things situated. How many of you know that don't work out? I remember we were getting ready to buy this building right here. And God gave us a little window. And they sent us an email one day and was like, hey, send over that contract for over a million dollars. And you can have it like tomorrow. And we were like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we got to get a few things figured out. Like, 
where we're going to get a million dollars or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the important parts, you know what I'm saying? But thank God we had Pastor Justin who had been laying the framework for months so that when they made that call, when they sent that email, all we had to do was pick up the phone and say, hey, we're ready to go. And they said, send it. And here we are right here, right now, right? So like, but how many of y'all know if, if we had to wait to figure it all out, I'm calling, I don't even know who to call. Who you call for that? A bank? They charge too much for a car loan. I'm not trying to do this. But, but Pastor Justin was working on the right people in the right places to get us the right deal so that our people, we could be taken care of for generations to come, right? And so, but you got to be prepared. You got to get some stuff packed and ready. If you're going to go where God wants you to go, right, next, you got to get some stuff out. You need to get some stuff out. Again, this ain't on, it's not on the screen. I'm just giving it to you for free. Get some stuff out. Whatever don't belong there, hear me, let it go. If it don't belong there, it's got to go. Maybe that's people. Maybe that's things. Maybe one of the biggest reasons you can't pay off your debt is because you keep saying no to selling the things that you don't use anymore. Let it go. Because maybe God wants to see you be faithful and little so he can make you ruler over, wow, man, where's that at? Oh, right here. Be faithful with little, I'll make you rulers over much. So maybe that's what God's looking for. And in that we're preparing, we're serving. Hebrews 12.1 says this, you ready? He says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great, huge crowd of witnesses, what does that look like? The right people of the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up. What does that look like? The stuff you got in your life that needs to get out. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Right? So we need to make necessary preparations. And then number four, we need to be faithful in the waiting. We need to be faithful in the waiting. How many of you have ever found yourself so frustrated because God wasn't working on your clock that you were ready to give up? Just be honest. Right? The rest of y'all are liars. I don't know what I don't how many of us have ever been like, man, I'm ready for God to do this right now. And God says, you're not ready for it right now. Listen to me. For some of you, if you got the marriage you're praying for right now, it would destroy you. For some of you, if you got the spouse you're looking for right now, it would destroy you. For some of you, if you got the promotion you're praying for right now, it would destroy you. If you got the job you're hoping for right now, you would have worldly success and spiritual disaster. And God said, I love you too much to let you have what you're praying for. See, we got to wait on God's time. We have to be faithful in the waiting. But here's the thing. It's not just we have to wait. We have to be faithful while we wait. Is there a way we could show God that we're doing all the things we need to be doing to prepare for what he is wanting to do? And I think the answer is yes. What would it look like if God showed up and you were serving faithfully in community with groups? Or you were serving faithfully, making a difference in people's lives, even though you don't have the income you're praying for, the spouse you're praying for. You say, you know what? I'm where I am, but where I am, I'm going to start making a difference in the lives of other people. That shows God something. What, what if we were in community and in groups? And as we're in groups, we're, we're connecting with people at a different level and we're becoming accountable to the things that God is calling us to. How many things does that change that when God looks at us, he goes, that one's ready? 
Because he's got the people around him that when I make him a success, they're going to keep their feet on the ground. Because how many of y'all know we could get big-headed? Okay, seven of us, the rest of y'all, whatever. We need to be faithful in the waiting, friends. That's why Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on things above, not on these things. We need to be we need to have our attention, our minds, our, everything about us. We need to have it where God is. Not on these things, but then God said that if we give our attention to him, he'll supply everything we need. And so, man, we have to be faithful in the waiting. And number five, the last thing on your list, listen for God to say now. Listen for God to say now. Because how many know you and your friends will tell you now Way too quick. Guilty. Like this gym. I want it yesterday. God's saying, you ain't ready for it. I'm going, I don't know, God. Like, I feel like I know a few things. So, anybody relate? I I don't know, God. Like, I I feel like you might have missed this one. I I know you parted Red Seas and stuff, but I feel like you might have missed this one. And God's saying, If I gave it to you now, you wouldn't do what I need you to do with it. So I'm going to create clarity on your roadmap so that whenever the doors finally open, the right people get in it. And I'm going, okay. Okay. You got this. Waiting for God to say now. And I almost added this to your notes, and then I decided not to, and now I wish I would have. I was going to put, listen for God to say now or no. Because sometimes we're begging God for the things he keeps telling us. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. God, I really feel like we should, you know, I, I want this house. I don't want that for you. That's a debt you don't need for the purpose you're trying to fulfill. I don't want that for you. I'll give you the right thing in the right time. And so what do we do, man? We get frustrated. That's why Psalms 46.10 says it like this. He says, be still. Say still. The word still literally means to release and let go. Be still. Just release and let go. So all of us are like, mm, mm I don't think so. Be still. Release. And it's not let go like take your hands off the wheel. It's relax. And know I am God, not you. Nothing will happen outside of what I need to happen for your life. If you're committed, like all things work together for the good of those who love and are called according to his purpose in Christ Jesus. Right? Like, be still and know that I'm God, which don't quite sit right with me. Can we be honest? Because I'm like, God, I, I just feel like I got great suggestions. God's going, I've never needed one of those. Like, but I really wish you would have took it, so. <laughs> Be st- like, listen, I-, I love this analogy. It's a leadership analogy, but it works here. You ready? I want you to picture you're, you're holding on to a knife on the blade side, and someone grabs the handle and takes it away from you. It only hurts when you're holding on too tight to the thing you shouldn't be holding on to. 
And hear me, there are things in our life that when we're holding on to what we shouldn't be holding on to, that's the only time we get hurt. Because how many of you have ever been in a season in life where God took something away from you and it didn't bother you? I have. Or he took something away and I was like, I just wasn't meant to be. You know what I was doing with that? Holding it loosely. Because my life is not my own. And so I'm sitting here going, all right, God, you got it. And so we have to come back to the place where he says, just be still. Be still. I'm God. I've got this figured out. And we put our faith there. That's why Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says it like this as we end. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Well, that's hard. Trust the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, not your knowledge, not your experience. In all your ways, say all. Submit to him. And guess what he'll do? He'll make your paths straight. He'll direct you on where you need to go. And I'm just not good at that, man. Can I be honest as a pastor? Some of y'all look up to me like I'm something like, listen. But most of it don't have anything to do with the hard stuff in life. It has to do with what we're talking about right now. God, I know there's greatness in front of me and I'm ready to go. And God's saying, you ain't ready yet. I'm like, are you sure? And he's saying, I got some things we still want to work on, which is I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to make some preparations. I'm going to be faithful in the now. I'm going to wait for God to say now, because in his timing, he'll do the things that need to be done to get us where we're going. He's faithful like that. So here's the questions that I have for you, and I just want you to reflect on it for just a moment. How many of us have been carrying around the wrong stuff? You've been carrying around the wrong, you've been carrying around what happened to you, pain, struggles, whatever. You've been, you've been carrying the wrong stuff, and you can't even get to your destination because you're too tired from carrying the things you shouldn't even be carrying. God's got greatness in front of you. And as long as you're holding on to what happened to you, and it may be very significant, I am not minimizing that. What I'm telling you is it'll weigh you down and stop you from getting where God wants you to go. How many of us are carrying around the wrong stuff? How many of us have such a memory of the wrong stuff that we keep kicking the right stuff out of our way? Like, how many of us right now We can't have a healthy relationship because we can't get past the last one. How many of us right now, we can't have a genuine pursuit of freedom because we remember what happened last time we tried? Some of us will never be successful because of our failures. We're holding on to the memory of how it went wrong. And God's saying, I just want you to think about how with me, I can make it right. I want you to let go of the things you're gripping so tight to. Like Pastor Justin said, nothing about your future is in your past. So like, let's look at what God has for us. How many of us are still holding on to stuff in the closets that doesn't even fit and it's way out of style? Now, Not literally, but that's funny because we all got some stuff that's like, brother, I'll never wear that shirt ever again. (laughs) Those pants, bell bottoms. Anyway, so like, 
they're coming back. I know I get it. I, I'm whatever. But like, we talked about our clothes for a second, but can we get, can we get real? How many of us are still trying to wear the trauma that doesn't fit our purpose? You're still trying to wear the abuse that doesn't fit your future. You're still trying to wear that pain that doesn't fit the reward that's coming. And some of us are still wearing heaviness that's way out of style. God's going, man, I got something for you out there. But the only way you're not going to look like a fool is if you get some of that out of the way. Why God says in his word, it's time we put on the garments of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. In other words, I know there's a spirit of heaviness that's trying to cling to you. I know there's something that keeps shining as you go backwards. But I've got different garments for you to wear and I'm ready for you to put them on. So friends, let's put them on. Because God's got it for us. And I promise you the future is bright. As long as it's his future for us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. For every person that is here, God, I pray that you help them see everything in their life that needs to change. Everything in their life that needs to be laid down. And how, God, you, you can help us see the future bright. We love you today. For every person in here, God, who needs to clean out the closet, I pray you help them right now. Identify those things they would pray about it, God. They would be connected to you first before anything. And in the weeks to come, we unpack more about how we can get better at being ready for your promise and your purpose. We love you today. For those of you that are here and you need Jesus to take control of your life. Step one in cleaning out the closet is realizing you can't do it on your own. You don't have it in you. If you did, you'd have done it already. What we all need, though, is Jesus so that the sins that separate us from God can be removed and we can know God. Today, if you want him to take control of your life, very simply, I want you to say this prayer out loud and the whole church will say it with you. Dear Jesus, forgive me. I believe you died for me and you paid for my sins. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. TC, let's give it up for all those that pray that. Perhaps the first time we celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome, awesome.